I will open in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you so much for the day you've given to us today, Lord. We thank you for your blessings, your goodness, your mercy. Lord, we thank you for your word and just how uh, it works uh, every day, Lord, in our lives if we'll let it. And I just thank you for that. And I just uh, thank you for your your spirit that uh, guides us through it, Lord. And just uh, pray right now, Lord, that uh, we just be ready to receive what you have through your word this morning. Put all flesh aside, each one of us, Lord. Uh, We've got things going on, but it's not for this time right now, Lord, so I just pray that you just would put aside everything else we've got going on and let our hearts and our minds just be on you and just to allow you to work in us as you see fit through your word here this morning. Lord, I ask it all now in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. just want to start by reading just a couple of verses. Uh, We'll read, uh, start in John chapter 4. John chapter 4 and verse 23. We can uh, even look back a little bit further here. This is the, the, starts out as the story of the woman at the well. And uh, she is getting water and Jesus tells her, um, in verse 10, Jesus answered and said unto her, John chapter 4 verse 10, Uh, And said unto her, If thou knewest the gift of God, and who it is that saith to thee, Give me to drink, thou wouldest have asked of him, and he would have given thee living water. The woman saith unto him, Sir, thou hast nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. From whence hast thou thou that living water? Art thou greater than our father Jacob, which gave us the well, and drank there himself, and his children, and his cattle? Jesus answered and said unto her, Whosoever drinketh of this water shall thirst again. But whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst, but the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. I'm I'm just going to keep reading here for a little while. The woman saith unto him, Sir, give me this water that I thirst not, neither come hither to draw. Jesus saith unto her, Go call thy husband and come hither. The woman answered and said, I have no husband. Jesus said unto her, Thou hast well said, I have no husband, for thou hast had five husbands, and he whom thou now hast is not thy husband, in that sayest thou truly. The woman saith unto him, Sir, I perceive that thou art a prophet. Our fathers worshipped in this mountain, and ye say that in Jerusalem is the place where men ought to worship. Jesus saith unto her, Woman, believe me, the hour cometh when ye shall neither in this mountain nor yet at Jerusalem worship the Father. Ye worship ye know not what. We know what we worship, for salvation of the Jew- is of the Jews. And then verse 23 here, But the hour cometh, and now is, when the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for the Father seeketh such to worship him. And what I want to focus on right there um, is the last part, the Father seeketh such to worship him. And then I want to look at verse, uh, or excuse me, at Malachi And you might be wondering what these have to do with each other, but just bear with me. Malachi chapter 4. Malachi, the very last book of the Old Testament. Chapter 4, the very last chapter of the Old Testament. Malachi chapter 4 and verse 2 says, But unto you that fear my name shall the Son, S-U-N, of righteousness arise with healing in his wings. So just uh, bear with me there for just one moment. <clears throat> the son of righteousness and the father seeketh such to worship him in John chapter 4 23 
in our, in our home, in our house, we have a, a front room. And in our front room, we have our TV. We have our couches situated. And then we have our, our window in the front room, a big window. And on sunny days, I like to open up the curtains to let the sun in through that window. Everybody likes having some nice warm sunshine in their home. Now the problem is, is that when we're trying to watch TV, the sun comes in and it glares on the TV. And you can't see the TV because the sun's coming in. And so then at that point we have a choice to make whether we want to close the curtains and block out the sun and keep watching TV, or if we want to turn off the TV and let the sun in. Now I think you can see where I'm going with this. In our lives, 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16 says, We're the temple of God. Christ dwells in us. And as, as, as if you think of our lives as a building, we are able to control what we let in to our, to our, into, our, into our, our lives. And we can let the world in, like our TV, or we can open up the windows and the doors and let the sun in, in which case it will block out the, the TV or the stuff of the world that's in our lives. And we have a decision that we have to make if we want to let one be more important than the other. As the temple of God, we have Christ dwelling in us, and that's great for salvation. We're eternally sealed forever. But salvation and this Christian walk, this Christian life, the spiritual life that Christ wants us to live are two different things. And I think too often we're just satisfied with just eternal life, and we choose to close our curtains to our building, let the sun be on the outside, and let the world be on the inside where we can, you know, enjoy it. And we're happy, we're happy with that. I have Christ in me sealed. I have eternal life. I'm okay if I, if I you know, close up the windows and doors of my life to, to the Lord and just enjoy a little bit of the world for a while because, I mean, I'm not, I'm not doing anything terrible and I'm okay just enjoying a little bit of this life that I live, you know, this, this, this world around me, you know, it's nothing terrible, it's not all that bad, and I'm okay enjoying that for a little while. <clears throat> but that's not what should satisfy us, having that TV on, enjoying what we're watching on there while we block out the light is not how Christ designed our, our spiritual life to be, and it's too often that we take advantage of our eternal security of our eternal salvation and let, and let Christ just be on the outside while we're living life on the inside. When we feel moved, maybe after a good sermon or after some meetings or we do a little Bible reading, we can crack open that window and then we think, man, that's nice. I enjoy having the sun shine in on my life. That feels great. I like it. It illuminates the darkness and I enjoy that. And then we enjoy it for a few minutes, and then it becomes bland again. It becomes boring. It becomes not exciting, might be the right word. And so we turn on the TV. We let in a little bit of the world, and we think, I'm just going to watch a little bit. You know, nothing terrible. I'm just going to watch a little bit of the, the TV. And then we're like, man, I can't, I can't see because the light's too bright coming into my house. 
I can't see it. I can't enjoy it. I can't enjoy the world because the light's too bright. It's glaring right on my TV. And at that point, like I said, we have a decision to make. And I think all too often we close the curtains again after we've gotten something. We've gotten something from the Lord, and it's, and it's good, and we enjoy it, and it's, and it's right, and we open up the windows, and we say, man, that's good. Look at that sunlight. Look at that light coming into my life. That is good. I am so thankful for that light. Man, God, you are so good. And then something else takes over. Something else comes in that says, no, that's not enough. And that's what I think the devil is so good at, is not necessarily saying, don't do that. Don't enjoy the sun. What he says is, that's not enough. That's not enough. Here's just a little bit more to bring in. You can still have that window open. You can still let that light into your life, but do a little bit of this too. It's not all that bad, and it's exciting, and it's, it's fun. You know, it's, and that's, it's not bad. Just let it in for a little while and see. It's not bad. And he, he calms us from the 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 excitement that we have of the Lord and he calms us from that and he takes that, that excitement away from us of being excited for the Lord and saying, man, Lord, that is so good. You, you can have all of me. We come to the altar and we lay it all on the altar. You can have all of me. I'm going to do what you want me to do. My life is yours. And then we just, we just, we don't keep that. We don't let the Lord keep that in us because we let the devil bring in just a little bit of something else. Just a little bit. Not a lot, just a little bit. He brings it in. And then we get so focused on that. Man, that's, that's fun. That's fun. I enjoy that. That's, that's fun. Man, that light's just really shining on that screen, though, and I just can't really see. Or, or man, you know, thing, another thing about opening the window, we have the big, big window, and we can see how every little speck of dust is on all of our furniture. We, you know, you, you let the sun in, and you, all of a sudden you see dust floating in the air, and you're like, Wow, that's, uh, I didn't realize my house was that dirty. And really, you know, it might not be like filthy. You look at, you know, you go next door to your neighbor's house and, wow, that's a dirty house. I'm glad my house doesn't look like that. They've got stuff everywhere. They've got laundry from who knows how long sitting on the floor. They must do dishes like once a week. You know, I mean, there's stuff on the ceiling. Kids running around half naked. You know, nobody seems to care. I'm just glad that it's not like that. And then you open up the window and you're like, wow, look at all that dust. Dust is just really small. But man, when you gathers and it gathers and it gathers and you let open up that window and you see it on your, on your table and you go like that and you're like, even on your finger it may not look bad, but then you look at where it, you, st you know, stroked across the, the furniture and you see one clean spot and then you've got dust here and dust here and you realize, wow, that's really bad. That is, that, I did not know my house was that dirty. Our house, our lives don't have to be as good or as bad as our neighbors' lives. They can still be dirty. And you don't, may not realize it. You want to close that window again because all of a sudden you can't see all of the dust, but it's still there. It doesn't change the fact that it's not cleaned up. You open up that window and that light shines, like the word says, into just every corner of your house. The, sun, the light of the sun is so much greater than any amount of light bulbs. You, still, you, have, you have lights turned on, it's dark outside, you still have shadows in your house, behind things and corners, stuff like that. You open up that window on a sunny day, it illuminates 
everything. You don't have the shadows that you have with, even with great light bulbs in your house. It's still not the same. You open up that window and that, that whole room becomes illuminated and shadows, you know, become revealed. And you realize, man, that corner was filthy. My, my furniture needs dusting. So we, we, we let the Lord, we open up the window and we start seeing what's in our lives that we didn't even realize was there. And again, we have a choice to make. Do we want to close that window and just let it keep being there? Or do we want to do something about it and clean up our lives the way the Lord sees it, not the way we see it? Our, our lives are like the light bulbs. They, they, you know, things look pretty good in the regular in, in light bulbs. But when you open up that window, you see it in a whole other light. <clears throat> open up that, the curtain to our lives. We let the Lord shine in. And all of a sudden, we see things that we don't want to see. We see things that we didn't realize were there. Things that had started out small, and over time, it accumulates, and it accumulates, and accumulates, and you realize, wow, I don't even know what color that piece of furniture is. It just looks gray. And you realize, man, I've got stuff in my life that has started maybe a long time ago as something really small, and over time, it's accumulated, and accumulated, and accumulated, and now I can't even see what I really am because I have so much in me that is covering what the Lord wants to do. He's covering. We can come to church and we can, we can, we can get the word and we can do our devotions during the, day, you know, during the day, spend some time reading the Bible, but until we really open up our hearts and our lives to the Lord and let his light, that sunlight, shine in, that light of the Lord Jesus Christ shine in and show us where we're at, what we truly are, what we've become, even what we, we may not even have realized how bad it was or what we were doing was wrong. But all of a sudden, you shine the true light on it, and everything is revealed in perfect light that every speck of dust, every corner of darkness that's been hidden becomes revealed to show what he sees. That light, Jesus Christ, it's everywhere, but we, we can choose where we let it shine and how we let it shine in our lives. There's a, a question that I've always enjoyed being asked by, 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 by the brethren, by, by other Christians, and it's, you know, what's the Lord doing in your life? And I've always enjoyed that, and it's, it may not always be something that I want to answer, but it's a question I've always enjoyed being asked because it shows that somebody has an interest not just in how my life is going, per se, but how the Lord is working. But as I was studying this, I realized I don't think that how is the Lord working in your life is really the right question to be asking because it, it, to me it's like it limits the Lord. And really I think what we should be asking is how are we allowing the Lord to work in our lives? Because like um, Revelation 3.20, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. That's always a, a good verse for soul winning. But if we use it in our lives here, that sun is always shining. The sun is always shining. It's up to us how much we want to let in. And by, by somebody asking, how is the Lord working in your life? It implies that we've already opened the door and, and it's up to the Lord then at that point what is coming in. But really what it is, is he's always out there and we have to allow, we have to open that door for him to work in our lives. Such a, the Lord is so great and so mighty and so powerful, but we can stop him from doing the greatest of things that he wants to do can be stopped by one person not wanting to open a curtain or open a window. You know, we, we talk about all of the lives that have been lost to abortion, which is, is truly horrific. 
and, and I'm not making light of that at all, but if we think about it as how many lives have been lost to eternity in hell by people who have shut the door on the Lord when he's been standing out there, saved Christians, when he's been standing at their door, knocking, knocking, open the door. I want to do something through you. I have a work for you to do. Open the window. Open the door. Let me shine into your life and, and reveal everything to you, and then, we can, then I can use you for a purpose. And how many saved Christians have just been, you know what, Lord, I go to church, I'm saved, I have my Bible, I'm good. I couldn't possibly have anything in me that's filthy because I do all of these things. I'm a good Christian. But he's standing at the door knocking, saying, Look, Christian, I have a purpose for you. I want to do something in your life. I want to use you. But we have to open that door and let that light shine in. All of the, think of all of the, the missionaries that the Lord has intended to call, had a purpose to call that they've shut the door. And lives that he had a plan for them to go somewhere and lives that maybe have been lost because one person said, you know what, Lord, I'm good. I, I want to keep watching my TV. I'm going to close this window so I can keep watching my TV. And the Lord, he gave us a free will. He cannot force us to do anything. He can keep knocking and keep knocking and keep knocking, but we have to open that door. We have to open that window to let him shine into our lives. And there's so much that he can do through us if we'll just let him. <clears throat> now, when we open that door, we open that curtain and we say, okay, I'm not going to watch TV today. I'm going to enjoy the sun. And we let that, and we make that decision to the right way. And we open that door or we open that window and we let the light shine in. Then we also have the choice to make of what we're going to let him, what we're going to do with the light that he reveals in us. We've got some cleaning up to do. We've got to let him work the way he wants to. And we've got to get out our, our, you know, dust rag and dust off the furniture and vacuum the house or whatever, because all of a sudden we realize we're filthy. We realize how dirty our house is, how dirty our lives are. And we, just, and, and we just need to keep that window open. We might say, man, this is hard. I've got a lot of furniture in my life I've got to clean up. Man, that's more than I thought, but we've got to keep at it. And we can't close that curtain because a lot of people can start and then get tired and get wore down and say, well, I did pretty good. I cleaned off that furniture right there. That looks a whole lot better. Now I'm going to sit down and relax and watch some TV. Can't do that. We've got to let the Lord keep, we've got to keep that window open for the Lord. And that means denying ourselves of the world more and more and more because Satan is not just going to let the light in and not try to do something about it. And, and he, can't, he can't close that curtain, but he can say, you're too tired. He can say, you've done enough. He can say, you're not a pastor. Why would you be trying to do this? You're not a missionary. Why are you doing all this? You do enough just going to church. That's enough, Christian. That's enough. You've cleaned up. Just stop there and relax for a while. It's, you know, Pilgrim's Progress. You know, all of the pitfalls that he experienced along his way that, that you know, nobody, nobody can, he can't come along and just stop it, but he can do everything in his power to get us sidetracked, to get us stuck, to tell us, we're, like I said, we're too tired, we're too old, we're too young, we're too sick, we're too... Uh, busy, you know, you're not rich enough yet. You're not, you're not enough yet. I like it in, in uh, I think it's in Timothy where he says, 
uh, Paul is writing and he says, don't let any man despise your youth because you can know, you know that people are saying, who is this guy? He's too young to be coming over here and telling, telling us what to do. He's too young to be a pastor. And Paul knew that. And so he wrote to him and said, don't let any man despise your youth. And so we have to know where our calling, where our, our footing is, because we, Satan will do everything he can to just come in and say, that's enough. That's enough. You're good enough. You're good enough. You're good enough. That's enough. You don't need to keep going. We've got a prize that we're striving for, not just of eternity, but we've got a, uh, we've got a race to run in this life to let the Lord use us the way he wants. We may not know what it is, but we've got to keep that window open. We've got to keep that house clean so that when the Lord shines his light in, that it's, that it's clean and he can use it. We've got to keep those corners lit up so that there's nothing, no place for us to hide. Sin has a way like uh, when you lift up a rock and there's worms underneath it and they, or bugs of any kind, they scurry away looking for the darkest place or the coldest place because they don't like the light. You lift up that rock and all of a sudden all the animals run to get to the darkest place. When that light comes in, all of our sin, all of our flesh will try to run for the darkest corner it can find to hide. We've got to keep those corners lit up. We've got to let that light in. If we open a window and it's not, and it's not enough and the Lord says, I need more, I need more, we've got to open the door. And if, if the Lord says, that's not enough, we can start breaking down walls through the power, not in our own strength, but in the power of Christ, we can do anything. And if the Lord says, that wall is in my way, I don't want a wall there because I want more light shining into your life. Let that wall come down. That's, that's okay. To go in and, and start tearing stuff out that the Lord says to tear out, open things that he says to open, turn things off that he says to turn off. There's no use in having the TV on if the light is shining on it and glaring and you can't see it. Turn that off. And if that light is shining and, and you say, well, I still like my TV. I still like that one part of my life. There's still that part of my life that I want to keep. And maybe we'll try to move it. Well, maybe I should move my TV to this wall. Maybe the light won't shine on it so much. I don't think that's what the Lord has in store for us by, by opening that window. I think what he wants is for us just to have it be completely blotted out by the sun that it's not even there. And we have this one thing and we say, well, maybe I can, you know, maybe it's something that we need always do on Sundays. Well, maybe I could move it over here and do it on Tuesday night or something like that. Or, you know, what if, uh, what if instead of doing this, doing it this way, we did it this way. And I think, I think, you know, that's the devil's way of keeping us busy is one way that he keeps us from letting the Lord use us the way he wants to is just having too much going on in our lives. Jenny and I, <clears throat> we realized uh, here in the last month or so that we had things going four out of five weeknights every week, and it was just was too busy. We had things Monday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday night was church, and then we had something Thursday night, and it was just too much, and it was just too busy, and it was just, we cut out the two out of the three things, and now we've got one thing on Monday night, and then church on Wednesday night, and we're, you know, and that way we can, I just, I don't feel as weighed down by the things of the world. And it's nice. At first, I was like, but I really enjoy doing these things. And I'm not saying that I'm the perfect example. I'm just giving you an example. I, I didn't want to cut out the thing that I, that I enjoyed. But I feel better about it now. It's been a couple of weeks. And I feel fine. And I'm actually looking forward to it. Having a little more time I can spend with my family or in God's word or whatever the case is. But it's not something that the world is keeping me away from whatever the Lord has for me that night. 
it's not me shutting the door on, on, on the Lord saying, I've got to do this instead. <clears throat> the sun, when we open up that window, it, 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 it puts a glare on the things of the world to make us not see them the same way or not see them at all. It can show us what's dirty in our lives. And it also is a, is a, a source of warmth. When we have the Lord in our life, Let's look at uh, John chapter 14. John chapter 14 and verse 27. <clears throat> it says, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. The sun is such a good way to be warmed up. It's a good way to let heat into your house without having to come up with a... Uh, a supplemental source of heat. It can really heat a house just by itself on a, on a cool fall day, even if it's cold outside and the sun's shining in, we can turn off our heat because we have those curtains open and that sun comes in and it really heats up the, the house just and it saves us money and, you know, it's just a, a nice warmth that feels better than the heat that comes out of our heaters. When we let the Lord into our lives, not only will it blot out the things of the world, not only will it reveal what's dirty to us, but it'll leave us with a feeling of warmth, or as, as John here says, a feeling of peace. Not as the world gives us, but a, uh, uh, the peace of the Lord that lets us, let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. It's a, it's a comforting peace. It's a comforting warmth that you just want to just stand in it and, and let it just shine on you. It just feels so good. It's hard to beat standing in front of an open window on a sunny day and just letting it shine on your back. It just feels so good. And it's just, it's, it's, you can't, it, you know, you can stand in front of a furnace or something and get warm, but you just can't beat standing in front of a, 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 a window that's letting heat in. And uh, um, it, 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 it just feels good. And that, that feeling that when we've opened up the windows, when we've said, you know what, Lord, I'm going to turn off the TV. I'm going to clean up the things you've revealed in my life. I'm going to get cleaning on this house, cleaning up this temple that, that I am. Then we have that feeling of peace and warmth and comfort that he leaves us. And it's just, that is something that can't be beat. That, that true peace, that true comfort. <clears throat> we have a song that says, little is much when God is in it. And so if, if there's anything, anybody here today that says, you know, that all sounds great, but I'm not good enough. I'm not spiritual enough. I'm too busy. You need to put all of that aside. Or if you say, you know what, that sounds great, but I just don't think the Lord could use me. Even if I do all this stuff, I just don't see why he would want to use me. I don't see what he could use in me. We have that song, Little is Much, when God is in it. He doesn't want us to be great and mighty to be used. He doesn't want us to be strong physically. I, I, I heard a little quote that said, the only Ability that God wants from us is availability. I like that. He just wants us to be available. He says, he wants us, when he says, open up this window, turn off that TV, get rid of the things in the world, clean up this house. Okay, Lord, I'll do that. I'm available to do that. I can do that. I don't know what I am. I don't know what your plan is, but if you say to do it, I'm going to do it. That's what God wants in us is availability. Little is much when God is in it. Think of all of the little things that God used 
throughout the Bible. David and Goliath. David was nothing at that point. He wasn't the great spiritual giant that we see later on in his life. At that point, he was still just a little shepherd boy, but he was obeying what the Lord said. Joshua and the walls of Jericho. They couldn't have taken those, broken those walls down, even with that whole army. But they just did what God said. It may not have made sense, but he did it. And look at the results they got. Walls that they couldn't have broken down if they had tried fell to the ground without them having to, you know, take a hammer to it or anything, just because they obeyed. Uh, Jesus and the five loaves and two fishes used a little boy that just brought his lunch, but he was available. He offered it. He said, I've got this, and look what it turned into. More than enough, not only for him, but for everybody with stuff left over. If you're not sure what the Lord wants from you, just do what he's telling you to do and, and, just, and just trust him. Become available to him. I don't know what the Lord holds for any of our lives, but I know that there's not a person here that he doesn't have a plan for, that he doesn't have a purpose for. I don't care your age, your ability, your spiritual knowledge. He just has a plan. He has a purpose for us. It may not be it may not be going to a mission field. It may not be becoming a pastor. It may not be anything that we're thinking of. It may not even have entered our mind yet. But we've got to open up that window to let him shine into our light, to reveal the world, to clean us up, to comfort us and, and warm us and heal us, and then just become available for him. He, he's not, he can be standing at the door of the sun. Even right now, it's cloudy out, but that sun is still shining. There'll be, there'll be dark days, but the sun's still shining. The sun, Jesus Christ, is still there working in our lives if we'll let him. And soon enough, these clouds will break and the sun will shine through and it'll be like yesterday. It was a perfect fall day. Today is a typical Montana fall day. You know? so, um, but the, Lord is, the sun's still shining. The Lord is still there for us, even in dark times. And we just got to trust him and I just know that, you know, if we'll do that, we have a great sermon that we hear. Go home and open up those windows. Don't let the devil trick you into closing them again. We have uh, meetings. Open up those windows to our lives. Let the Lord in and don't, don't let the devil say, you've gotten enough. Come back, come back, put your feet up and watch some TV. You know, you read a good passage in the Bible and you say, man, that's great. And it just really, you know the Lord has something for you in it. Don't just shut your Bible just because you've read enough, just because, you know, you've done your daily reading or your devotion. If the Lord has something for you, keep reading. Take a few extra minutes and let him keep working. Just because, don't get into a routine. But most importantly, don't just, just don't shut the door. Don't shut the window when the Lord wants to shine in and, and reveal everything and leave us with that feeling of comfort in warmth and healing. Don't shut that window again. Thank you.